yogis and yoginis, welcome to Satsanga Ashtanga Yoga Orange County's Chanting and Philosophy Podcast. If you would like to follow along with the chanting and lessons in these episodes, you can purchase our textbooks, Sanskrit and Chanting, through our website, ashtangayogaorangecounty.com books. Or you can just listen. The opening chants can be found in Sanskrit and Chanting Volume 3 on pages 1 and 2, or in Volume 1 on pages 2 through 10. Okay, thank you very much. Swatma Sukava Bodhe Nishreyase Jangalikayamane Samsara Hala Hala Moha Shantye Abahupurushakaram Shankachakrasi Dharinam Sahasra Shirasam Shvetam Pranamami Patanjalim Yogena Chittasya Padena Vacham Malam Sharirasya Chavaijakena Yopakarotam Pravaram Muninam Patanjalim Pranjaliranatosmi Narayanam Padmabhuvam Vasishtam Shaktin Chatatputra Parashramcha Vyasam Shukam Gaudapadam Mahantam Govinda Yogendra Matashishisham Sri Shankaracharya Matasya Padma Padam Chahastamalakam Chashishyam Tam Trotakam Vartikakaramukhyan Asmat Gurum Santatamanatosmi Om Shamno Mitra Shambarunaha Shanno Bhavat Varihama Shanna Indro Bruhaspatihi Shanno Vishnuru Kramaha Namo Brahmane Namaste Vayu Vameva Pratyaksham Brahmasi Vameva Pratyaksham Brahmavadishami Ritam Vadishyami Satyam Vadishyami Tadmam Avatu Tadvaktaram Avatu Avatumam Avatuvaktaram Om Shanti 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 Om Sahana Bhavatu Sahana Bhunaktu 
next week like on the 8th or something like that and then what we'll do Monday through Friday yeah except for maybe I haven't decided but 
we should have this class on Friday. I'm already teaching in Laguna Beach, but I won't be teaching. So I'm excited. Yes. Yeah. I think there's going to be two Mysore classes with Bridget, Bridget Schumacher. Yeah. And then I'm going to teach two beginning classes. Is that good? Yeah. And then we save one Friday, we can have the satsanga if people want to still have it. Two classes I'm going to teach will be beginning classes. Yeah. It'll be lead classes, set time, yeah. And then, and, the my, and then Bridget wants to teach my source. Probably, yeah. Probably. Monday, Sunday. Wednesday, yeah. Tuesday, Thursday, right. Two pairs. While I'm teaching lead class? No. <laughs> no. Maybe. Uh, so uh, let's do the Yoga Sutras. Samadhi Pada. This last section is good. Okay. On samapati, meditation. Quieting the mind, samapati. Yeah, we start from the beginning, but on the page before it, your book doesn't have the, the whole thing. Okay. It just says Paramatmane Namala, Shri Patanjali Yoga Darshana. It, not, no, it's a little bit different, yeah. Om Paramatmane Namaha Shri Patanjala Yoga Darshanam Easy peasy Om Param Atmane Namaha Shri Patanjala Yoga Darshanam Atta Samadhi Padaha Atta Yoga Nushasanam Yoga Chitta Vritti Nirodaha Tadadrashtu Swarupe Vasthanam Vritti Sarupyamitaratra Vrittayaf Panchatayaf Klishta Klishtaha Pramana Vipareya Vikalopanidra Smritayaha Pratyakshanumanagama Pramanani Vipareyo Mithyagnana Matat Drupa Pratishtam Shabda Jnana Nupati Vastu Shunyo Vikalpaha Abhava Pratyaya Lambanatamovritirnidra Anubhuta Vishaya Sampramosha Smritihi Abhyasa Vairagya Abhyam Tannirodhaha Tatrasthitao Yatno Abhyasaha Satu Nirgha Kala Nairyan Aryasat Karas Dridha Bhumihi Anushravika Vishaya Vitrishnasya Vashikara Sanya Vairagyam 
Tatparam Parushakyate Gunavaitrishyam Vitarka Vicharananda Svitarupanugamat Sampragnyataha Virava Pratyaya Vyasa Purva Samskar Sheshonyaha Bhava Pratyayo Videha Prakriti Laihanam Shraddha Virya Smriti Samadhi Pragna Purvaka Itaresham Tivrasam Veganama Sannaha Mridumadhyadhi Matratvartato Pivishesha Ishwara Pranidhan Atva Klesha Karma Vipak Ashayaira Paramrishta Purusha Vishesha Ishwaraha Tatra Niratishayam Sarvagnya Bijam Saesha Purvesha Guru Kalena Navachedat Tasya Vachaka Pranavaha Tajapas Tadartha Bhavanam Tatapratyakchetanadigamopyantaraya Bhavascha Yadhisthyana Samchaya Pramadalasya Virati Branti Darshanalabdha Bhumika Dvanavasti Tattvani Chittavikshepastentaraya Dukha-dharmanasyangamejayatva Shwasa-prashwasa-vikshepa-sahabhuvaha Tat-pratishe-dhartha-meka-tattva-bhyasaha Maitri-karuna-murito-pekshanam Sukha-dukha-punya-punya-vishayanam Bhavanatas-chitta-prasadhanam Prachardana-vidharana-bhyamva-pranasya Vishayavati-va-pravritti-ryutpanna-manasastitini-bandhani Vishokavajotishmati Vitaragavishayamvachittam Svapnanidragnyanalambanamva Yathabhimatadhyanadva Paramanu Paramamahatvantosya Vashikaraha 
ಶ್ರೀನವೃತ್ತೇರಿಜಾತಸ್ಯಮಾಪತ್ತಿ ಸ್ಮೃತಿಪಾಡಿಷುಧಾಸ್ವಿಚಾರಿಚಾರಿಷಯಾಖ್ಯಾತ ಸಮಾಧಿಚಾರವೈಷಾರಧ್ಯೇಧ್ಯಾತ್ಮಪ್ರಸಾದ್ರಾತ್ರಜ್ಞಾ ಶ್ರುತಾನುಮಾನಪ್ರಜ್ಞಾಭ್ಯಾಮ್ಯವಿಷಯಾಷಾಧಿ ಶ್ರೀಪಾತಂಜಲಯೋಗದರ್ಶನೆ ಸಮಾಧಿಪಾದೋ ನಾಮಿಂಗ್ comes in sutra 141 shina means uh, reducing diminishing vritti diminishing the vrittis so in other words quieting the mind the mind is becoming less cluttered with vrittis uh, so that that's the simple easiest way to understand samapati the term samapati is quieting the mind reducing the vrittis uh so that their the mind becomes more like a crystal where it can reflect more clearly or like a a calm smooth glassy lake that can reflect where you can see through to the bottom or reflects the the sky without as much distortion the calmer smoother it is the less distort distortion there is when you look through it or you look at so the mind is like that and specifically potentially says like a a money like a jewel the mind will take on the the qualities or the colors in connection with we didn't go over the three words grahitra grahana grahyeshu last week grahitra grahitra grahana grah grahana grahyeshu 
Grahyeshu, Grahitra, Grahana, Grahyeshu, Grahitra, Grahana, Grahyeshu. So there's the the perceiver, there's the perceiving, and there's the perceived. You've heard of this before? Mm -hmm. The one who, who's perceiving, the one, uh, the method that's being used to perceive the action of seeing, and which means our senses, uh, our organs of action and our organs of perception. And the mind is an organ of perception. And grahya, or grahyeshu, grahya is the thing that's being cognized. So grihitra, when you put the, the suffix tr on the end, it means the actor, the one who's doing it. So the, the one who's doing the, the grasping, or the cognizing. Gra, gra, grasping, or cognizing. And it's interesting a little bit like to th think about in the beginning of the sutras, Patanjali used the word drashtra. When, when your mind is controlled, then, then the drashtra, the one who sees, abides in his own swarupa. Tada drashtra swarupe avastanam. Sutra 1 3. Yeah. So drashtra. There's drashtra and drishya and uh, one of the three words. Drishya, drishi, drashtra, drishi, and drishya. So they're basically it's parallel to grahitra, grahana, and gra, grahye, uh, grahya. Uh, the seer, the seeing, and the seen. And so we, it's interesting. It's worth note asking the question, why is he using this different word, grahitr, gra cognizing versus perceiving? Drish means to see, mm -hmm. whereas gra means to grasp or to cognize. There's a very subtle difference between the two. So he wouldn't have used, just done that like, just to be fancy on us. Mm -hmm. There's gotta be a reason. So when we're reading the Yoga Sutras, we always just have to assume there's some kind of, there's, there's a meaning that's being encoded by the choice of his. So, in Taradrashtu Swarupe Avastanam, we're, it's a definition of yoga. So, the seer, right, versus Cognizing, cognizing is a little bit more like in, entangled in the process. Has a little bit of a cog connotation that there's more interaction. Whereas when you become the observer, if you think about being just the observer, you've become completely neutral, right? Mm -hmm. That's the impression we get when we think of being the observer. Um, so here the cognition were more in the in relationship. So and this is uh, has a, has very much to do with what's happening inside. We're 
quieting the mind but, uh, so that we can do things with more clarity. Not to become separated from things, but because the mind is, if it's too busy, then it can't see things clearly. So if it wants to do things and it wants to have the clarity to, to see things more clearly for what they are, rather than, you know, just being stuck in your own ideas, right? Your own, you've got all these ideas and conclusions you have about so-and-so and such-and-such and, such and this food, that food, and all these things, you know, we have all our preconceived ideas about. Um, so that interferes with our ability to see it for what it is, to see it as something just that's right there in front of us right now. We're seeing our, our thought more than we're seeing the object. The object is reminding us of all the stuff we already know about it. So as the mind gets quieter, there's more opportunity for new information to get in. Right? If the cup is full, then we can't, we can't give this his cup. <laughs> this is what Samapati is talking about. Uh, But there's an element, you know, that there's a kind of a, a little bit of a sense of merging between the seer, the seeing, and the seen. So he's giving us these three words. So it's, it's approaching meditation. It's not the same level of meditation that comes after you've mastered your body and your breath, though. That's different. That's a dharana, dhyana, and samadhi. Here it's samapati, and it's defined as quieting the mind. And it doesn't have any uh, prerequisite. Dharana, dhyana, and samadhi have prerequisites. You have to have a knowledge of your whole system and bring all your energies together. Your bodily and your bodily strengths and energies and your breath, your emotions, much more holistic. So it carries a soul force behind it. Whereas here it could just be, you're still stuck in your intellect maybe, in your mind, you're not, you haven't explored and mapped out and gained mastery of the complexity, the vastness, capability. So what's he say, what else does he say about Samapati? Uh, if the mind is quiet, right, it can still be, have its own ideas about things. Or it can be more, um, or we can be, looking more like uh, if you're in a dark space like if you've ever been outside in the dark like under the trees when there's no moon out and you can't see your hand in front of your face it's a great great experience everybody should have this experience be out in the forest in the dark you're under the trees so the starlight isn't even there you can't see your hand in front of your face yeah so you're so alert because you have no idea what's in front of you. You don't want to get poked in the face by a branch. You know, you don't want to fall, step off something. So, so you're super alert because you don't know. Because you don't know. Yes. Any. Yeah. This is best example. You know how the mind becomes alert. If you all of a sudden turn on the lights and then you see everything, all of a sudden you become less attentive because now you think you know what's going on. 
So you don't need to pay attention. So you don't you pay some attention, but less. So there's a spectrum with the mind's ability to be open and the mind's ability to project as a spectrum from one extreme to the other. So this is the other thing that Patanjali wants us to think about, wants to point out to us. The more you go into that state of like, I don't know, and the mind becomes like, holy crap. <laughs> I don't know what, what's gonna happen next. I, don't, I just don't know what's gonna happen next. I don't know what's coming, where I am. I know so little about what's going on. And so the mind is like, it's just open. It's not projecting any ideas. It's paying attention, paying attention, paying attention, paying attention. Looking, looking, listening, listening, feeling, feeling. Using the senses, the data that comes. If the mind has more of a sense that it knows what's going on, then that ability for the sense data to get in and be seen like for what it is, it's reduces, yeah, it's him. So, be patient. It's a little technical. can handle two little words, sa and near. Sa means with, near means without. Okay. Near is without, sa is with. So, with all the stuff you already know. Or near, without. That stuff has been cleared away. So on one end of the spectrum, when you, the more you can be comfortable with the re reality that you don't know actually mm -hmm. very much, if anything at all, right, about the state of things, right, that's the near side. So if you're comfortable not knowing, then the mind is open. It's not clinging to what it thinks it already knows. It's on the near side without the, the memory coloring the understanding and the perception. Or if you're, there's too much light, you think you, you know, from your ego, thinking that it knows, then you're on the sus side, you're with the things that the ego has already concluded about the things you're looking at or feeling or listening. So, Sa and near. Sa samapati and near samapati. The near samapati is much more powerful at allowing an opportunity for new perception, new observation, new insights. And particularly like what's actually happening at the moment you're having the insight or the perception. Not the moment before, but the moment you're in, which is constantly in motion. It's not standing still. A moment never stands still, does it? No, the moment is constantly unfolding, 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 unfolding. So if you can, if you can uh, get that, uh, the idea, this concept of the sa and the near, Sa's with, so with your memory, with your preconceived ideas, or near, without all that stuff, the mind is open. Then, then it's simple. So, um, and there's two more words, vitarka and vichara. Vitarka and vichara. And if we jump back to Sutra 117, vitar, 
Vitorka Vitora Ananda Asmitarupanugamat Sampragnataha Vitorka Vitora Ananda Asmitarupa Anugamat Sampragnataha So we don't need to go through the whole sutra, but these two words, Vitarka and Vichara, the first two words of Sutra 117, which means basically tangible or obvious objects, Vitarka and Vichara, subtle. So what we were taught in Sutra 117 is that we go through this cycle as we study something, as we expose ourselves to something, as we pay attention to something or practice something. We go through this process of peeling the layers. The outer layers are, are gross and obvious and we get to subtler and subtler layers. And when you first started yoga, uh, maybe to synchronize your breath with your movement was difficult, but then it became easy. And then, so what used to be subtle to you is starts to become obvious to you. And then another depth of subtlety becomes available to you as each layer of subtlety becomes more obvious to you. A new layer of subtlety becomes available to you. So you're going layer by layer, you know, you're able to see with greater subtlety, greater subtlety, greater depth and clarity in Vitarka Vichara, Vitarka Vichara. You go around 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 to the what used to be vichara now becomes vitarka to you, becomes obvious. The subtle becomes. So whether you're focusing on things that are obvious or whether you're focusing on things that are subtle, whether the subject of your attention is vitarka or vichara, subtle or obvious, the same principle applies whether the mind is open or the mind is projecting. So that gives us four different types of samapati. Doesn't really need to be so technical, but um, the main part to understand is the sa and the near. But when you read it, then you're going to run across sa vitarka or near to vitarka, sa vichara, near to vichara. four types of samapati. Sa vitarka samapati, near vitarka samapati. Savichara samapati, nirvichara samapati. Got it? <laughs> and um, you know how we how we move from savichara with our memory coloring, influencing, distorting our perception and understanding to nirvichara or nirvitarka. Um, is potentially refers to that as cleaning the memory. It doesn't mean like getting rid of our memory. Memory is a good thing. When you wake up and you see yourself in the mirror, you remember that's you. <laughs> that's good, right? If you get on your mat and you have no memory, then how are you going to go through the sequence of your practice? Memory is a good thing, right? But you don't want it to to have too strong of a role. You want it to know its place. 
You don't want to be locked and trapped in your memory and all you can do in your yoga practice is only what you can remember. You want your memory to point you in the right direction and then you want your mind to be open to respond to the present moment, the present quality of your breath, the present quality of your body without hang-ups, without too much sa coming in and like judging, like, oh, it's, I'm comparing it to how it was before, oh, it's not like that. And, and then you, you're going away from being present and being able to be responsive to the condition that don't judge, <laughs> just breathe. <laughs> or with your friend, right? So I met somebody 10 years ago. He was so nice to me. And I made this statue of him, such a nice statue. I saw him again last week, and all I saw was the nice statue I had made of him. I actually had no idea if he's really a good person or not, because he was so nice to me that one day when I met him, that I made this image, this idea, I made a conclusion about him that he's a super nice guy. And then when I saw him again, I related to him through my, the conclusion I had made from 10 years before. People change in 10 years. And besides, I only met him that. that one time, huh? And you can't see past that. Right, and you can't see past that. All you see is your conclusion. So that's the sa, the with all the, the memory, with the memory. You can set that aside and then just be present. Then you can get to know the person much better. You can see new things about him. This happened to me the other day, helping a student. I had an idea, I thought, what was going on, and I was totally wrong. It took so long to figure out what was going on. Because <laughs> I had a conclusion which was totally off the mark. But luckily I'm stubborn, I'm determined, I'm very committed to you know, getting things right, to not being stuck in this very patient. God, I'm the same way. So not knowing, being comfortable and not knowing, this is what the near of samapati is the quality of being comfortable not knowing. It's a huge important part of yoga when we know we're cut off from anything new arising. So should we go over the words? Or does anybody want to make a comment? Uh, Alexis, did you miss anything important when you went out? Near is with. Near means without, sa means with. So with or without the, the ideas that the ego has generated, created, invented. So with samapati, tatra. Uh, so in samapati, tatra means here. So right here, tatra, 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 there. I think it means there, it doesn't matter. Same, same idea. Shabda, Artha, Jnana, and Vikalpa. Tatra, Shabda, Artha, Jnana, Vikalpaihi. Tatra, Shabda, Artha, Jnana, Vikalpaihi. Sorry, it's Sutra 142. Sutra 142. Tatra, Shabda, Artha, Jnana vikalpaihi Samkirna Savitarka Samapatihi Samkirna 
सविताड़का समापत्ति संकीर्णा सविताड़का समापत्ति फ्रॉम द बिगिनिंग तत्र शब्द अर्थ ज्ञान विकल्पाई संकीर्णा सविताड़का समापत्ति जॉइन ऑल वर्ड्स टुगेदर तत्र शब्दार्थ ज्ञान विकल्पाई संकीर्णा सविताड़का समापत्ति so here is defining savitarka samapatti so we don't need to translate savitarka samapatti except remember vitarka is uh, obvious or gross objects and sa means the width right and he's defining what the width is referring to here so sankirna means mix sankirna Samkirna, mixed, right? So your understanding, your mind is mixed with the compound that comes first. Shabda, Artha, Jnana, and Vikalpa. Which all fall into the category of Smriti, memory. So in Sutra 143, the first word is Smriti. So when Patanjali says Smriti, in in the next sutra 143 smriti he's referring to all these things that the mind carries around with it in 142 he he breaks it down what the mind is carrying around that helps it but can but if it's too dominating then it hinders its perception so shabda means words shabda is words artha is meaning, purpose, capacities, all those things can fall under the category of artha, the things that something might need, the things it can do, all the meaning, like meaning in the full sense of meaning, not just the meaning of a word. Uh, what does that mean to you? That kind of meaning. Uh, jnana, the, the things you know about it, knowledge, the knowledge you've acquired about things so different than the Vedanta use of the word jnana which is referring to wisdom and higher knowledge spiritual knowledge but in yoga jnana uh, in yoga sutras that is jnana is, is like um, secular knowledge what knowledge? Uh, like ordinary knowledge scientific knowledge or you know worldly knowledge is not referring to the spiritual wisdom knowledge and vikalpa means uh your options. Huh? options options it means um Patanjali defined it earlier so it means uh your mind's ability to think creatively about things through through language conceptualize to creatively you know uh, probably you know shabdarta jnana uh, how's it go yeah right shabda jnana nupati vastu shunyo vikalpaha that's one line yes okay. uh, so 
that's 142 and 143 mm -hmm. is going to define when we're near Vitarka Samapati. So if the mind moves from the spectrum, because it's not black and white, you know, the, how much the mind is holding on to its preconceived ideas, mm -hmm. notions about things, and how much it's open. It's a spectrum. It's not a, a switch. I mean, maybe if you mask, you maybe some people they might have a s inherent skill at flipping the switch. That's different. For ordinary people, it's a spectrum. Our experience is a spectrum. Uh, smriti parishuddhau. Smriti parishuddhau. Smriti. Parishuddhau Swarupa Shunya Swarupa Shunya Eva Artamatra Eva Artamatra Eva Artamatra Nirbhasa 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 Nirvitarka 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 Swarupa Shunya Eva Artha Matra Nirbhasa Nirvitarka Swarupa Shunya Eva Artha Matra Nirbhasa Nirvitarka from the beginning, Smriti Parishuddhau Swarupa Shunya Eva Artha Matra Nirbhasa Nirvitarka. Once more, Smriti Parishuddhau Swarupa Shunya Eva Artha Matra Nirbhasa. Nirvitarka. Uh, in the middle of the second line where everything's joined together, Shunye Varta. So Shunya Eva Arta becomes Shunye Varta. Shunye Varta. Shunye Varta. Shunye Varta. And then the rest, everything is the same. Okay, so from the beginning. Smriti Parishuddhau Swarupa Shunye Varta Matra Nirvasa Nirvitarka. Once more. Smriti Parishuddhau Swarupa Shunye Varta Matra Nirvasa Nirvitarka. So this is the description when the mind is open, not projecting. Uh, the when you see the word Eva, that means like. He's drawing a simile, as it's like this, similar to this. Similar, the it's like the your sense of self, your sense of your being, Swarupa. Um, becomes uh, shunya, empty, 
and this is the same uh, characteristic that's attributed to the definition of samadhi. He uses the same exact phrasing. Swarupa shunya eva. And also nirbhasa, he uses matra nirbhasa. So matra means only, nirbhasa means shining. So instead of your awareness being on yourself, only the object is shining in your mind, in your awareness, your consciousness. The object that you've chosen to connect with, focus on. Matra uh, means only, nirbhasa means shining. Shunya means empty. Uh, Emptiness is, is uh, similar to saying infinity, actually. If you divide something by zero, you get infinity. So emptiness is the inverse way of saying infinity. Infinity is the inverse way of saying zero, nothing. So if you become empty, right, then you become infinite, opened. And so it doesn't mean you disappear. Your sense of me, and, th and that becomes empty. The boundary between me and the thing I'm paying attention to gone. So if you really go far into not knowing the, con <laughs> I almost said conclusion, <laughs> the ultimate mm -hmm. yeah, expression of that is uh, complete dissolving of the ego, yeah, and no more sense of separateness from the rest of the universe, the rest of your So, uh, first word, smriti, is memory, mm -hmm. and that's including the shabda, the artha, the jnana, and the vikalpa from the previous sutra. There's another sutra in the fourth chapter where Patanjali says, uh, memory and, and your habits are one and the same, have the same form, one and the same form. They go together, they're not separate things. Memory and habit, samskara is the word he uses, habit is. So smriti is, is, a, is a pretty broad term. In English, if we just say memory, uh, there's a danger of it becoming too narrow of having too narrow of a definition so it's important to remember it doesn't really mean memory not in this technical sense mm -hmm. being used in the yoga sutras it's referring to lots of things that are make up the memory it's referring to all the things that the memory so that's how we get from savitarka samapati to uh, with our memory right to nirvitarka Samapati, right? We have to cleanse ourselves from the memory. We have to smriti parishuddhi. We have to cleanse our memory. Smriti parishuddhi. And he doesn't give us, he doesn't tell us how to do that. But smriti parishuddhi, this, in, this um, instruction that we're given here, we need to clean our memory so that we, we need to free ourselves from the control of the memory so we can get a, a deeper experience of ourself and a 
and uh, a truthful experience with things in life. This process of cleaning, freeing ourselves from memory is basically what the subject of the second chapter involves. So how to do that comes when we study the second chapter and the discussion on what he calls Kriya Yoga and Ashtanga Yoga. And those are the practical uh, methods for freeing ourselves from the memory. Kriya Yoga and Ashtanga Yoga, which are in the second chapter. So Ashtanga Yoga, if you're understanding what you're doing in the context of the whole of yoga, of Patanjali Yoga, then yes, what we're doing is Ashtanga Yoga. Otherwise, we're just doing a certain style of asana practice. Only if you understand it in the right context, then it becomes Patanjali Yoga. Otherwise, it's just a style of yoga. Right. Yeah. yeah. When Pitabi Joyce called it Ashtanga Yoga, he understood it in this context. That's why he called it Ashtanga Yoga. And that's why he said, Ashtanga Yoga is Patanjali Yoga. What I'm teaching, you know, is Patanjali Yoga. He didn't mean the style he's teaching is Patanjali Yoga. He meant the way he understands how he's trying to guide our this evolution of our consciousness, so our the ego. So structure all the asanas? No, no, no. The way he, under, you know, the way he understands the the role of breathing and and aligning the spine and the bandhas is mm. how breathing he and and the yeah and the yeah focus. the breathing bandhi and the drishti exactly thank you yeah exactly that's without that there's no there's ashtanga yoga yeah there's no core to keep the ship sailing towards the goal you have to have the breathing. And this this is similar to listening to Goenka explaining the method. It's all about like becoming aware of all the stuff stored in the body and being able to accept it for what it is without it affecting us, without it controlling us, having being able to maintain equanimity with all the anxieties and fears and angers and lusts and all these things that are stored in the body. So you sit with your body and your breath and you just sit there a long time while things percolate up like, you know, you've been to Yellowstone and the, the geysers, you know, and the mud pits and it's all bubbling, stuff is bubbling up out of the earth. It's like you sit there and you try to be still, a lot of stuff starts coming up. Stuff is coming up all the time, but we're so busy, we're distracting ourselves from it. Mm -hmm. We're giving ourselves a distraction. And we can easily use our yoga practice and mantra chanting as a distraction from the uncomfortable. So what Goenka is teaching is don't use a mantra, don't let a mantra become a distraction from the sensations coming out of your body. You have to face them head on. And that's the only way you free yourself. Your focus is on the mantra, so you cannot feel that's, the that's what he's saying. Of the body. That's why he's saying you don't do that. But it's possible to f use the mantra to help keep you sitting 
without it being the main focus. You let it be in the background. So according to Goenka's teaching, you shouldn't use a mantra at all. My interpretation is if you're using a mantra, from my experience, you can, it's more difficult to just sit there and focus on your life, the sensation of your life. That's more advanced without any support from a technique. So, right? so the mantra I play in the background and it's a support to help keep me coming back to focusing on trying to stay focused on mine, mining out the stuff coming out of the body. Like sitting in stillness, did you ever read that? No. Anyways, you know, I'm not enlightened. So what do I know? So sometimes when you Nothing. focus on the mantra or the breath or whatever focus yeah. that you choose, then these thoughts and understanding and wisdom of, right. of clarity. Right. But it's very important to be connected to the body, Pitabi thought, and that's the way I understood what Goenka was teaching. When I listened to Goenka, I related everything exactly the same. The technique is different, the way we practice is different, but internally, the, the way we're supposed to relate to and manage what's coming up in our practice is not any different than what Goenka is saying to just be equanimous. And it totally makes sense to me that that's how, if you can let the sensations come and you just realize they're temporary, whatever sensation comes, it's not gonna last forever. It's, it's, it has a limited shelf life. So don't, don't freak out too much, it's gonna pass. Yeah. <clears throat> Impermanence. Impermanence, yeah, which is a cause of suffering also because we get attached to things being a certain way and we don't want it to change, right? But then also it can be useful to know that things are impermanent for things that are difficult to handle. And you go, oh yeah, this is not forever, this too will pass. You have to also do that with the things you like. This is not forever, this too will pass. Mm -hmm. So your yoga practice is going up and down. It's never gonna not go up and down, right? Has yours gone up and down enough times yet? Maybe not yet, huh? It's still going up. It's still on a roll. I'm so sorry for you. Watch out for the downhill. It can be fast. <laughs> yeah. The, you know the signs? Uh, caution downhill speed, or watch your downhill speed, yeah. So, let's see. Wow. So smriti is all these things, right? Parishuddhi means uh, to cleanse again and again. Pari means again. So really it should say again and 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 again ad infinitum, right? Keep cleaning, keep cleaning, keep cleaning. Parishuddhi, keep practicing. Every day, every moment, yeah, keep practicing. To keep your mind in a good way. Be alert. Keep cleaning yourself from the mind, the memory taking over. Don't let the memory take over. Let it help you remember what the next pose is, but don't let it take over so that you can't feel your breath. Each breath is different. No two breaths are the same. So you have to be present. Uh, then Swarupa, that's your, your form, your sense of form, sense of who you are. Uh, Shunya empty, Eva is like, Artha, uh, 
the the meaning uh, matra only nirbasa shining so meaning the 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 purpose of the thing you're focused on the artha the purpose of the thing you're focused on uh, only that will be in your mind when when you get rid of the memory when the memory when you free yourself from the memory and then that's what we call it nirvitarka samapattihi and then there's we talked about already there's vichara and there's vitarka so the same process to go from savichara to nirvichara is the same as process you go from savitarka to nirvitarka it doesn't really even need to be said it's obvious so don't let it confuse you he just is saying it you know to be thorough um, vitarka is the the gross layer that's vichara is the subtle layer and when you go from every time you penetrate into another depth of subtlety there's then you're qualified to start seeing another depth of subtlety and another depth of subtlety a more subtle depth of subtlety and another more subtle depth of subtlety and then again another more de subtle depth of subtlety so that's the vitarka and the vichara uh, and so basically the the only thing he says here that's useful important to point out is that he's saying vichara is referring to sukshma vishaya in sutra 144 sorry sutra 144 sukshma vishaya sukshma means subtle refined or very smooth something when it's very smooth it's more subtle it takes a very subtle grit of sandpaper to make something to polish something smooth uh, sutra we'll do next week because we ran out of time I wanted to get up to the next one but that's okay 
The next one defines what sukshma, how subtle does subtle go? Subtle goes all the way to the pre-manifest uh, material level. And then after that, there's a few sutras on the benefits, the benefits of a yogic state of mind, a yogic focus. Everybody wants to know what's in it for me, what are the benefits? Sell it to me, baby. Come on, tell me why I should buy it. <laughs> and then uh, that's it. Yeah, then uh, Next the meeting and, what, and then the last, the, the last week, huh? The benefits that start from 46 or? 46, 47, and 48. Three benefits. Such a plethora of benefits. That's a lot of benefits for Patanjali to list. Three sutras of benefits, each one different than the other. And then the last section, the last one we'll do on the last week will be the meaning of life. What's it all mean? <laughs> Just kidding. Awesome, that was a lot of sutras, a lot of kind of a I've seen a room full of everybody who my teacher was teaching this section, just everybody like their mind like so scrambled, not understanding the sa and the near and the vitarka and the vitara. So I really tried to make it understandable and digestible for you, not giving you indigestion. <laughs> yeah. So let's do some uh, chanting. We'll say our, our prayers for world peace and love and happiness for all our fellow brothers and sisters four-legged and two-legged the trees mantra push from meow um usually like the, the way i'm familiar with it being used it's done like during the arati during a puja at like one of the grand finale yes. offerings okay. yeah a step of so many different offerings. Mm -hmm. uh, it's like the final offering. We're going to do page uh, four and five. The last two on page four. And then page five. We'll just start with the last two on page four. You want to read the Devanagari? Oh, then you're going to have to flip pages. The long one, the hard one. It's in the Taitiriya. The end of the Pratama, page 20. For Shruti, she has a problem reading. It's hard for her to read the English. <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> translate backwards, then the way we have to translate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh. Shamno Mitra Shambarunaha Shanno Bhavat Varihama Shanna Indro Bruhaspatihi Shanno Vishnuru Kramaha Namo Brahmane 
so you can be the first to know of each new episode and I'm looking forward to next time. Until then, be well, keep practicing and keep seeking. <laughs> 